Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... E.G. Marshall. The American reputation for being a shrewd businessman dates back to the days of the Yankee peddlers when our country was growing up. Dominicus Pike and his wife Sarah made quite a living as Yankee peddlers traveling through New England, making customers into friends, until that day when they ran into the incredible. A man who had been murdered twice, but who wouldn't stay dead. So Squire Huggins was murdered the night before. Is that what you wish me to believe, Mr. Pike? I'm only repeating what was told to me, Sheriff. In that case, the Squire must be very dead by now, wouldn't you say? Uh Uh-huh. Yes, very. If that is so, Mr. Pike, then I drank a glass of bitters with his ghost this morning. mystery drama, The Mysterious Hanging of Squire Huggins, was adapted from the classic Nathaniel Hawthorne story, especially for the Mystery Theater by James Agate Jr., and stars Paul Hecht and Patricia Elliott. I'll be back shortly with Act One. We are in Parker's Falls. A tiny New England village. The home of Sarah Pike's parents, where Sarah and her husband, Dominicus, stay between trips through the Connecticut Valley. For Dominicus is one of the original Yankee peddlers specializing in painted portraits, stenciled floors, frescoes, murals, door panels, barn doors, and signs. You name it, Dominicus will paint it. Only now their fall peddling trip has been delayed, and it is a very worried husband who knocks on a bedroom door. Sarah? Sarah, may I come in? How are you feeling, dearest? I don't know, husband. Not well at all. You will be, Sarah. Now, you stay in bed now. Our next trip can wait as long as it takes you to get well again. I won't start without you. Don't you be afeard. Oh, it's not fear in my heart, Dominicus. It's helplessness and loneliness. I know, I know. Our first baby, I was praying and hoping so much. It was the Lord's will. That's what the midwife said when she took leave of us, the Lord's will. But why would the Lord will a baby to be stillborn? I have no answer for that, my darling. It's so cruel. I, I think the best thing for us both, Sarah is to get back on the road as soon as we can and go to work. I want to head for Kimbleton and maybe secure a few commissions for portraits in Chester on the way. Kimbleton? Isn't that where Squire Huggins lives? Remember last time we went through, he said when his daughter Lucy has her first baby, I'm to do a portrait of the squire and Lucy and the infant. He wrote me, got a letter this morning from him, and it said, come ahead. Lucy... And her baby. 
What fortunate, blessed star was she born under? Yep, and I'm to paint a very big sign for the squire's mills and factories as well. So you hurry up and get back on your feet, my darling. I don't want to go up to Kimbleton, can't you understand? She has a baby and I don't. You go up alone. And when you come back, let's take that money plus what we've saved and... Can't we settle down somewhere here in Connecticut, open a general store or a painter's studio? Oh, all right, all right, Sarah. If, if that means so much to you. But come with me, Sarah, one last time, and it'll be our very last. I promise you. Come, Dominican. Yeah, I'd say about seven miles. We've hardly started. Ten times that will be in Kimbleton. Picking pears from the squire's lovely pear trees. <laughs> I can't wait to see Lucy. Squire Huggins must be very happy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, say, say, young fella, you come in out of the woods like that, not looking where you're going. I might have run over you. Sorry, I didn't see you. Oh, fright my horse half to death. Dominicus. Oh, all right, all right. Um, my name's Dominicus Pike. Uh, this is my wife, Sarah. How do you do? You come from far? Pretty far. What's the latest news up to Boston Way? I don't know what's going on in Boston. I've come down from East Hartford. Well, what's the latest news from there, then? I'm not particular. Well, there is one trifle of news I remember. A man up in one of those towns up there, uh, Kimbleton, I think it was, was murdered in his orchard at 8 o'clock last night by an Irishman and a German. They strung him up to a branch of a St. Michael's pear tree where nobody would find him till morning. Sarah? Yes, Dominicus? I, I've been thinking, you... You don't suppose that poor man who was hung in his orchard in Kimbleton could have been our squire, Huggins? Oh, why would anybody do a terrible thing like that to him? He's respected and loved by everyone within a hundred miles of Hartford. Well, not exactly. He keeps to himself a lot. You see, what struck me was that that young fella saying the man was hung from one of his St. Michael's pear trees. A lot of people grow that variety of pears in Connecticut. Yeah, also, the squire is a pretty rich man. That could tempt evil people. Uh, what can I say, Dominicus? One thing did strike me as strange. Kimbleton was some 65 miles or so from where we met the young man. And if someone was murdered at 8 o'clock last night, how do you suppose the news traveled so quickly? You mean, how did the young man know about it so soon? Yeah, he'd have to wear seven league boots. I know bad news travels fast. But that young fellow on foot beats the railroad. Been on the road all day. My wife and I got into town about an hour ago. She's resting up at the Overland Hotel. Uh, what were you telling me just now about a murder, Miss Pike? Not someone around here. No, no, no. Fifty miles or so up the turnpike. 
Not altogether sure who the victim was, although I have my suspicions. And where did you say this murder took place? Uh, Kimbleton, uh, last night, uh, 8 o'clock. Hmm, Kimbleton. wonder. Uh, who would you say it was? Uh, Huggins. Squire Huggins. Hung from a pear tree in his own orchard. That uh, doesn't surprise me. I knew the old skin plant. Used to work for him. He owns half the town. Mills, stores, don't know what all. Yeah, my wife and I are on our way to him now. He commissioned me to do several portraits. Portraits, did he? <laughs> Certainly won't want you to do a painting of himself hanging from a tree. <laughs> Uh, what do you aim to do now, Miss Pike? Well, I thought we might as well go up to Kimbleton to pay our respects. Minicus, I'm awfully tired. How much further is it to Chester? It's hard to say, Sarah. I've been enjoying the scenery so much I forgot to count the milestones. Uh, let me see now. Sun's just gone down. That would make it... Oh, another hour, perhaps. Another hour? Well, I'm just guessing, darling. You're about five to seven miles from Chester. Why, aren't, aren't you feeling well? Not very. I was afraid you'd get yourself out of the sick bed too soon. Two and a half to three days' journey in a buggy. I wanted to start. The sooner we start, the sooner we can begin a new life. Those lights below us in the valley? No, no, it's not a town. Well, it could be the Gray Fox Tavern. I have an idea, Sarah. Supposing we put into the Gray Fox for the night. Agree? Oh, yes. I'd like to. Good meal, good rest. You'll be the better for it, eh? Come on, get up, you cephalus. Turn that trot of yours into a canter. And I give you my solid word... As I stand in this tap room before you, it is so. Hung from a pear tree, I swear to you, on the good name of my wife, Sarah, uh, who is resting upstairs, that an Irishman and a German led a gang of cutthroats who lay in wait for them, stole four bags of gold and strung them up. Uh, Mr. Uh, what's name? Oh, oh, yes, Pike. Will you make an affidavit, sir, that old Squire Huggins of Kimbleton was murdered in his orchard the night before last and only found hanging yesterday morning? Well, I told the story as it came to me. Uh, would you be good enough to point your cigar in another direction, sir? Uh, I, uh, I didn't say I saw the deed done, so I couldn't take an oath. <laughs> uh, who, who might you be, sir? Only the sheriff of Chester County. So you might say I have an official interest in those around these parts who live and die. Uh, Sheriff, I had no hand in this. Believe me, I'm just repeating what was told to me. Mm, and as you tell it, Mr. Pike, the squire must be very dead by now. Uh-huh, yes, very. If this is so, sir, then I drank a glass of bitters with his ghost this morning. Well, I'm glad to hear it, Sheriff. I'm... I'm an old friend of his myself. All I can say is... This morning, the squire didn't seem to know any more about this murder than I did. Sarah. Sarah, wake up. Uh, oh, uh, wh what time is it? it it's 
two, two in the morning. Oh, but why do we have to start so early? You said it was only a few miles to Chester, and Kimbleton couldn't be that far. Sarah, I, I, I was telling them in the tap room tonight about the squire, and and nobody believed me. When I left the room, I could hear one of them, the, the sheriff, saying I ought to be put in jail till they find out what I'm up to. So, so I'm going outside now and hitching up Bucephalus. Then you get dressed, and before anyone's stirring, we'll be on our way. But why lock you up? You had nothing to do with this. You don't understand, Sarah. In some parts of Connecticut, they make up their own laws. Around here, there's only one thing worse than horse-stealing, wife-beating, or arson, and that is telling an untruth. Why, I think they'd run a president clear out of office if they caught him in a lie. Bucephalus. Go along quietly. We don't want to arouse the whole neighborhood. Oh! Who goes there? Keep moving, Bucephalus. Uh-huh. I thought so. Dominicus Pike. Ah. Uh, g- g- good morning, Sheriff. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a beautiful morning when it gets going. Why are you leaving your horse and buggy out the back road at this unearthly hour, Pike? <laughs> well, you know us Yankee peddlers. We like to get an early start. And where's Miss Pike? Oh, uh, she, she'll be along soon. Looks mighty suspicious to me. The moon is still out. The sun hasn't risen. I think you'd better come along with me to the town jail. Hey, Sheriff, on what grounds are you holding me? I haven't decided yet. It all depends when I can get word that Squire Huggins is alive and well. So if it doesn't inconvenience you, Pike, I'd like you to be our guest. Behind bars? It's the only guest accommodations the town has. Such was the climate of law and order in the 18th century around these parts. To be suspected was almost as illegal as to be guilty. Suspected of what, you may ask? Generally behaving in some extraordinary fashion, like saying a man had been murdered when others say he's alive. Yet, why should Dominicus panic? He who knows no guilt can know no fear. I shall be back shortly with Act Two. peddler, Dominicus Pike, specializing in painted portraits, takes his wife, Sarah, north through Connecticut to fulfill a commission granted by wealthy Squire Huggins. On the way, he learns the Squire has been murdered, and because he repeated the tale with perhaps some embellishments, our hero has been thrown into jail. Well, don't you want your dinner either, Mr. Pike? No, I'm not hungry, Sheriff. Haven't been all day. That cigar you're puffing into my face doesn't improve my appetite. Well, that's too bad. This is an excellent boiled dinner. My wife makes it herself. Sheriff, I ask you to listen to reason. I look out this barred window. It's already night. I have been lodged in this uncomfortable cell one entire day. Now, how long do you intend to hold me? I told you, only until we can verify whether Squire Huggins is alive 
Or murdered, as is your opinion. But what would his death have to do with me? I haven't even seen the man yet. I started in Parker's Falls and haven't yet reached Kimbleton. Mm, so you say. But had I done the deed, why in heaven's name would I talk about it? That's what I aim to find out. When are you going to send someone along to Kimbleton to check on the squire? Well, I only got one deputy, and I'm not expecting him back from New London until the day after tomorrow. Besides, Kimbleton is expecting a visit from the governor of Massachusetts tomorrow. And I'm not about to interfere in such a celebration to investigate what may turn out to be a false alarm. And so, until we know for certain whether he is or he isn't, you will remain in this cell. Where's my wife? What have you done with her? I haven't seen your wife all day. Just for a few minutes when I come into my office this morning. She hasn't been here? Well, I'm very surprised. I told her she was free to come and go. Visit you any time. Oh, uh, by the way, Pike, congratulations. Congra what? What for? What for, he says. Uh, I could see she was expecting. What? No doubt about it, Pike. When I got into my office and she was sitting there waiting for me. Somewhat pregnant, I'd say. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Yes, if you say so, sir. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I'm sorry she hasn't been to see you, though. Yeah. Listen, do you think you could find her and tell her I'd like to have a word? Uh, try the hotel, the Overland. Sure, I'd be glad to. Goodbye for now, Pike. in his office. He let me in. He'll be back here in a minute. Where have you been? Quick. Grab hold of his end of my rope. What? I've got it wound around my waist. Oh. See? Yeah. I've got yards of it under my shirt waist. Tied around and around you? Mm. You keep pulling it mm. and I'll keep twisting around. Now I'll uncoil it. Yes, but... Now go on, go on. The sheriff will be here any time. It's very stout. Mrs. Pike? Uh, yes, Sheriff. Do you mind if I spend a little time with my husband alone? No, not at all. I have never been accused of being too strict when it comes to visiting hours. How many yards of this have you got wrapped around you? I hope I have enough. Yeah, yeah that's mm. it. That's all. Now, Dominicus, listen. What? Tie one end of the rope okay. as well as you can around yeah. the bars of that little window. Okay. And then drop the rest of the rope the other end outside. And then what? Oh, Dominicus, don't ask questions. Mm -hmm. Just do as I say. I'm going to have to lock up soon. It's late. Goodbye until morning, my darling. Good night. Good night, my dearest Sarah. Watch for me right below your window in the street. I'll be there in two hours. It's me, Sarah. Eusebius and I are right outside your window. Out here in the street. I'm quite ready, darling. This end of the rope is tied very tightly to the iron bars of the cell window. Do you think you can do it? It's not up to me. It's up to Eusebius. My end of the rope is twisted right around the entire buggy. 
Now, Bucephalus, this is your chance to free your master. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready, Dominicus? Yep, ready. Well, here we go, then. cell window right out of its frame by roping it to the buggy. How did you ever think of that? Oh, thank you, Cephalus. Well, Bucephalus didn't locate guards or rope in the sheriff's office and hide them under his body. Oh, that sheriff. Yeah, you realize, of course, we are now both fugitives from the law. I had to get you out. I want to know as much as you do who did away with Squire Huggins. You, you do believe it now. Oh, I think it's a mistake for us to go straight to Kimbleton. It's the first place the sheriff would look for us. Yeah, but the squire... Later. Maybe tomorrow night, but right now. Let's turn around and take the post road south. Nobody will ever think of looking for us heading that way. Are you awake? Uh, well, where are we? Uh, what time is it? It's it's close to midnight, Sarah. Uh, there, there's a man up ahead uh, carrying a bundle on a stick. Perhaps we ought to help him on his journey. Oh, no, no, don't stop. Well, why not? We, we, we got room for the three of us. Now, you move back there with our supplies and our clothes. Draw the curtain if you want to sleep a bit. He can ride in front with me. You remember the last time we stopped for a stranger? The one who told us about the hanging of the squire? We've been in a peck of trouble ever since. Oh, no, no, that can't happen again. Now, go ahead, move back in there and pull the curtain, Sarah. I have to stop for him. There is such a thing as being a Samaritan, you know. All right, I'll move back. Now, whoa, whoa, Bucephalus, whoa, girl. Whoa. Don't you talk too much. You let him do the talking. Your mouth always gets you into trouble. Uh, good, good evening, sir. Uh, which way are you walking? South. And then more south. Uh-huh. Well, well, so are we. Why don't you hop in? Don't you shut Come on, now. Giddy up. Giddy up, old girl. Come on, then. Uh, my, um... My name is, uh, Dominicus Pike, and, uh... What's yours? Sure. I'm a blacksmith. I'm going to find me a good town. Work hard. No more foolishness for me. Yeah, well, we are artists, uh, my wife and I. Did you see the sign on the buggy? We we are prepared to paint in general. Uh, what does that mean? Oh, anything, everything from the side of a house to a tin coffee pot. We paint it. Um, <laughs> which, uh, which town are you headed for? Really? Here they need the blacksmith in uh, Parker's Falls. No, no, I come from there. We have two blacksmiths. Two? Then I go farther south. Oh, yeah? How far? And if my legs will carry me to Baltimore. Uh, Your legs look pretty sturdy. Uh, Thanks to God. Dominicus. Mr. Fuhr, will will you hold the reins? My wife is in back. Uh, She she wants me for something. Uh, What is it, Sarah? An Irishman and a German. 
was supposed to have murdered the squire. He's German. Yes, yes, I see. Well, maybe I can find out. So, you're going to Baltimore, eh, Mr. Fuhrer? Have you, um... Have you been to, uh, Kimbleton? Uh, not far from. Uh-huh. And, uh... Uh, if you've been there recently, maybe, uh, maybe you can tell me the real facts about old Squire Huggins, huh? Was the old fella really murdered two or three nights ago and hung from his pear tree by an Irishman, uh, and a German? Uh, that, that, that's the rumor. Nine, nine, it's not true. It was an Irishman who hanged him. At eight o'clock, I left the town at seven o'clock. Nobody has found the body yet. Yes, but if you left Kimbleton at seven, sir, how do you know the squire was done in at eight? Oh, I, I must walk. Very bad for my health to write. I, I need walking. Excuse me. Hmm. Oh. I knew he had something to do with it. I had a feeling. Look, that blacksmith, he jumped off the buggy and he's running across the field. Was I right? Well, you're right. It's it's what I've said all along. Sarah, we can't go running home now. I'm going to turn this around and start back for Kimbleton. This is too strange not to investigate. No, Dominicus, it's better I do it. You, Sarah, why you? Well, here we are in a field on the outskirts of Kimbleton. Suppose that sheriff sent his deputy out to alarm the town in spite of the big visit from the governor of Massachusetts. And they're looking for you. And you stay here. And I'll see what I can find out about the squire. Yeah, but how can you or a woman alone find out anything? Because I don't open my mouth as you do. Oh. I open my ears. But first, I'm going to that farmhouse and ask for some bread and milk so you won't be hungry while I'm gone. Well, I'll be very nervous while you're away. Well, you know what to do when you're nervous, don't you? Yeah. Paint something. Sarah, you've given me an idea. I think I will. I've been to Kimbleton. It's me, Sarah. Are you in the wagon? Yeah, I'm just doing something, Sarah. No, 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 don't, don't pull the curtain open. I'll, I'll be right out. Uh, what you find out? Is the squire dead or alive? Well, nobody seems to know. All they're talking about is this afternoon's visit of the governor of Massachusetts. Kimbleton is decorated from stem to stern in his honor. Uh, it's a sister state, you know. Uh, when's he due to arrive? How about noon? Ah. Ah. What do you mean? Aha. Ah, will you please come out of there? I can't talk to you while you're behind that curtain. So nobody knows nothing about the squire. We're not the only ones who are in the dark. The sheriff can't find him either. The sheriff's here himself? I saw him. Did he see you? I think he did. He was crossing the street towards me, so I quickly went into the ladies' entrance of the saloon where he couldn't follow me and ducked out the back way and, well, ran back here as fast as I could. Well, that means we can't use our buggy. Stand back, Sarah. I'm coming out. Oh! There, now. How do I look? Oh, why, you've painted on your own face. So I have. 
act is called a makeup. How'd you like the handlebar mustaches and the gray hair? I'd never recognize it. Yeah, precisely the idea. And the top hat, waistcoat, all from a wardrobe of portraiture clothes. Why, you look distinguished, Dominicus. Madam, let me introduce you to the new governor of Massachusetts. Sarah, the people of Kimbleton look forward to your presence. A ceremony is planned. I shall be delighted to attend. <laughs> oh, but the governor's supposed to make a speech. I'll make it Bob. Supposing the real governor of Massachusetts arrives. Oh, I'll get there first, make the speech, request some transportation, and disappear. Now, Mrs. Pike, if you'll be so good as to step behind the curtain and permit me to apply a little paint, I shall transform you into the good governor's wife. <laughs> Yankee peddlers of those days never said die. True, some of them sold wooden nutmegs, cheeses made of white oak or basswood. But had Dominicus Pike painted a portrait of one of your ancestors, you'd have something really valuable today. I'll be back shortly with Act Three. peddler, whatever he peddled, tinware, glassware, brooms, washboards, matches, kettles, pots, or portraits, had to live by his wits. No exception was Dominicus Pike, our pioneer painter who disguises himself as a governor to give himself time to solve the mystery of the hanging of Squire Huggins. We are in the village green as all of Kimbleton stands enthralled as Pike the painter plays a part. And in conclusion, dear friends, as governor of your sister state of Massachusetts, I cannot tell you how much we appreciate being your guests today. I have heard a great deal about the friendliness of Kimbleton. So if members of the welcoming committee can spare us a buggy and a good horse, and perhaps pack us a little luncheon, we shall make a tour of your beautiful countryside and its fascinating people. I thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. Now what? Now we ride out onto the turnpike and slowly approach the squire's farm. Oh, and then what? And then we have ourselves a little picnic, which the citizens of Kimbleton have so graciously packed into that big handbag. Uh, and then? Well, when the sun sets and darkness falls, then, my dear, we shall carefully and stealthily approach the squire's house. To find what? Signs of mourning, but hopefully not. Supposing all is well and he is alive. Then, Sarah, we can look forward to a week of portrait painting. This evening, when we visit the squire, he's going to think that the governor of Massachusetts is paying a social call. <laughs> He'd laugh himself silly if he saw me in this get-up. Uh, no, you forget he knows me. No, what we'll do, we'll find ourselves a brook and wash off the wall paint. Dominicus. Well, 
There's a cloud of dust on the road way back there. Where? Uh, on the hill, behind us. Yeah, I can't see a soul. Uh, no, 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 no. You stay where you are, Sarah. It's a manicus. Maybe he wasn't chasing after us after all. Wasn't chasing us? Yeah, well, that's possible. But we can't take any chances. Now, wait, wait, Sarah. You wait there. I got a better view from over here. No. Oh, that ride is cut out somewhere. Taking a side road, as you say. Ah, I'm getting up off the stomach. Feel the way the leaves and the moss stick to you. Uh, you're not, you're not angry at me, Sarah, are you? Thankful is the word, Dominicus. Yeah, well, at least I found a brook for us. It's a little steep, but we can make it. You know. It could have been the sheriff on that horse. No, I don't know. If he was in that crowd when I was making that speech, why didn't he step forward then? Why should he? He's after a peddler, not a governor. Yeah, wait, see? The road's all clear. No, no, duck, oh. duck. Get down. Oh. Fall on your face. Yeah, that was the sheriff, all right. Who else would have a cigar stuck in his face like that? Feels good. Nothing like fresh brook water on your face. Uh, hand me that bandana, dear. Uh, now you're your own handsome self. Uh, you all set, Sarah? You know, we'll have to be careful how we get back across the brook on that log. You know, I've worked up quite an appetite to see what they put in the hamper for the governor's lunch. Stay right where you are, oh. oh, it's him. The sheriff. Hello, Miss Sheriff. This gun is pointed right at you, Mr. Pike. So it is. So it is. I want you both to cross that brook and walk towards me. Now, I don't really want to do that, Sheriff. Uh, I'll take my chances and stay right where I am. This gun is loaded. And I'm an excellent marksman. Yeah, I'm sure, but it don't make no sense. Why kill me? An escaped prisoner? A man held on suspicion of murder? Yeah, where's the body? And breaking out of jail? Uh, cause for embarrassment, maybe, but not murder. No, I am not moving, Sheriff. I'm not running away, neither, so if you want to recapture me, you come down here, cross the brook, and I'll be here when you get here. Sarah. What? Get down on your hands and knees, as if you were drinking water from the brook, and find me a nice, flat... Heavy stone. All right. I'll come to you. But mind, you run, and this gun goes off. Sheriff, I'm not stupid enough to want to bullet in the back. Here's a stone. Now don't do anything foolish, please. Ah, you're doing fine, Sheriff. It's not very steep. You can make it. Don't make a move if you know what's good for you, Pike. Uh, I say, Sheriff. Is it all right if I pick up uh, this bandana where I dropped it? All right. No tricks, though. Here goes. Oh, you hit him. He fallen, went down like Goliath. Come on, Sarah. Let's run for it. Hey, 
Are you sure that sheriff wasn't badly hurt? Oh, there'll be a lump on his brow, but I'd say before we hit the toll gate, he'll be awake. Aren't we a little catch to chase after this will-o'-the-wisp mystery of the squire? I can't accept it, Sarah. We meet a man on the road, he gives us one story, and the next day another man another story. Well, we've gone to a lot of trouble so far. Wrist our necks. We can't turn tail now. Dominicus, there's another rider on horseback coming up behind yeah, us. Yeah, I see him, I see him. It's not the sheriff. Different build. Huh. Well, what's his hurry? There's a toll gate up ahead and he'll have to wait. But he's not. The tollkeeper just waved him on through. Yeah. Sarah, I'm going to move back behind you and keep out of sight. Now, here's the toll fare. Ask the man about Squire Huggins. You're good at getting information. Good evening, miss. Oh, here's your toll, sir. Thank you. I wasn't going to ask you for it. We don't often get such an attractive driver on the Kimbleton Turnpike. Thank you. I suppose you haven't seen anything of Squire Huggins in the past few days. Oh, yes, yes. He, he passed through here just before you. He, he's around the bend by now. Squire Huggins? Yeah, he's been to Woolfield to attend the sheriff's sale. Yeah, he usually stops for a chat, but yeah, he has the habit of wanting to be home before eight. And you're quite sure that that was the squire? Oh, yeah, yeah. Charge Batol, he says under his breath. I think the edge of the squire's property is a few yards up. Aren't we driving up to his front door? No, no, I want to get to the orchard before eight o'clock. Now, whoa, whoa. And we'll tie up here and walk the rest of the way. Come on, jump down, Sarah. Uh, We're going to run for uh, it. Run where? Uh, can you see anything? Uh, I know this place in the dark. Take my hand. I'm glad there's moonlight. Why are we running? Yeah, I hope it's not 8 o'clock yet. This way, Sarah. Come on. Cut through here uh, and across that field. It leads right into his orchard. I hope you know what you're doing. There we are. That's it. That's 8 o'clock. Where, where are those trees? Oh, look. There's someone over there, on the grass. Yeah, there are two of them. Two men under that pear tree. Come on. Help me, Sarah. Help me pull this man away from... Come on, get him, get him. Yeah, I got him. Now, let the, let the other man go. That's the squire. Yeah, I got this one. Go on, Sarah. Help the squire to his feet. Oh, are you all right, squire? Can I help you up? Yeah, that's all right. I got this man's arm twisted behind him now. Uh, you make one more move. Move, and I'll reach over and choke the breath out of you. Oh, Dominicus, look. The squire's got a rope around his throat. Can you loosen it, Sarah? I got my hands full with this fella. Oh, there, dear. Is it any better? <laughs> squire? Squire, you're an honest man, and I'll believe whatever you tell me. Uh, have you been, have been hanged or, or not? Are, are you dead or alive? Of course he's alive, silly. Stop right where you are. Put your hands up high. Not you, Squire. Sheriff? Do you mean my husband, too? No, not you, Pike. The man you're holding. You. Whoever you are, hold out your hands. That's it. Now just tie these chains around them. 
You're under arrest. Wasn't it nice of Squire Huggins to ask us to stay to dinner? Yes, I expect we'll be having quite a few dinners here. Where did he go? Old Huggins is very proud of his wine cellar. He went down there to pick out a special bottle for our meal. <laughs> Mr. Pike. Yeah. I apologize for all my suspicions. And I apologize for that lump on your head, Sheriff. But, uh, well, we had to get away. I had a premonition there'd be another try at the squire's life at 8 o'clock. I never understood why you kept chasing after us, Sheriff. We hadn't done anything. Well, I had information that three men had plotted to rob and kill Squire Huggins. Two of them successively lost their courage and run away. You, Mr. Pike, met them on the road. My deputy picked them up not long after you saw them. Until I could be satisfied that you were not the third plotter... I had to keep watch over you. As soon as you left the toll gate, I was right behind you. And you led me to the real culprit. <sighs> Isn't this a lovely way to spend a quiet evening? Fire going, candles lit. <laughs> and our host fetching a fine wine for the dinner. <sighs> you remember your promise, Dominica. Oh, yes, I never forget a promise. <laughs> After this commission, we'll settle down and maybe buy a general store and <laughs> only use Bucephalus to drive us to church on Sundays. Oh, Dominicus, I love you. I love you very much. <clears throat> if you folks will excuse me, I think I'll join the squire in the cellar and uh, help him select a vintage. I don't think you'll miss me here. Nathaniel Hawthorne had a way of actually taking you into a world which today exists no longer, making its people, its mysteries, and problems so very real that I'm sure all of us feel we have traveled through the Connecticut Valley right along the Kimbleton Turnpike. I shall rejoin you shortly. thought that were I not born in this century, I'd have liked to be a strolling player to enable me to move about and see the world of people. Not wait in one place, a theater or studio, for the audience to come to me. And if not a strolling player, then a strolling preacher or peddler. Some line of work to set my feet upon the road so I could pursue unanswered questions or search after the unknown. For it's the mystery of life that fascinates me. And to explore it, you can't stay at home. Our cast included Paul Hecht, Patricia Elliott, Robert Dryden, and Ray Owens. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown.